going once again. Oh, yeah. And there I go, packing up a bolio. Mike, I went to a uh, weed soiree last night, man. Oh, yeah? Another one. It was down in Denver. And it was... Uh, uh, everyone could check this out on YouTube, I believe, is where their channel is or where they do it. It's uh, Strain Hunters. It's these fellas from Europe, I believe. Maybe uh, I want to say they're from uh, Amsterdam. And uh, they go around the world searching for organic, natural strains. And they were there. They put on this little um, debut of their newest episode for the newest season. And they went to, like, Africa. And it was really cool. They sh- This footage of them, like, literally going on a kayak, going down these streams in random countries in Africa, and then pulling off to the side and checking out these weed fields where they're just growing, like, natural weed out there. And uh, they were taking samples so that way they can bring them back here to America and create new strains that people have never had here. No way. It's all natural? All totally naturally, like, organic, like, uh, totally based in where those countries, where they're from regionally. You know what I mean? Like, they don't grow anywhere else around the world. It's just these different strains in different parts of Africa and around the world. And so apparently they have this YouTube channel, they go everywhere, and we saw their debut one where they're uh, on this trek through Africa, man, and it was really, really pretty incredible. And the guy who does the show, the two guys were there. We got to meet him. We actually, while we were watching the, uh, what is it, the screening of their episode, I, we were smoking a doobie with the guy. It was crazy. No way. So, uh, and I probably smoked more weed last night in a three-hour time frame than I have in maybe the last four years. It was I've insane. never heard of this show. Yeah, I think it's YouTube, and it's on one of the streaming services. Strain What's it called? Strain Hunters. And they, they go around looking for different strains that are natural to different environments that we've never had here. So, Man, pretty, pretty how was cool. the uh, weed? The weed uh, that we were partaking in was fantastic. I don't know. It was donated from various places from around Colorado. Um, I think there was some of the stuff that they these guys were creating. was. Uh, they're really big in the concentrates, so they're taking these strains, and then they're making very you know strain-specific concentrates. That you, I love it. Yeah, it's really fucking cool. And what have I, I been saying? I love concentrates, man. And I'm telling you, the weed industry is really entering kind of like a connoisseur edge here where, you know what I mean? Like you're getting these uh, people who are searching for the good stuff. And anyways, the dude did like a Q&A afterwards. It was really fun and interesting. And uh, one of the questions was like what he looks for in weed and whatnot. And he literally said that the problem with America is that we're so hyper-focused on strength and percentage of THC and how high it gets you. And he said, really, you should be focused on flavor and how it tastes. Because if you get something that tastes good, you could puff a few different, you know, two or three joints of it, and you'll still get high, but you'll really enjoy the, you know, high experience more. And I thought that was a great take. I really like that. It's kind of this idea of, you know. It's very un-American. Yes, it was very European, actually. And I, yeah. I, 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 it was almost too French for me. I didn't like it. Not French, so don't worry, Mike. I would have okay. walked out in protest if it was a Frenchman. Okay, you know how I am, all right, with those guys. But Okay, yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't support anything with Macron behind it. No. <laughs> Really, I'll take a little macaroni, but that's close right. enough. So I smoked a doobie last night. It was this, th- the size of a cigar, right? And it had a glass tip, like a frosted glass tip. A tit? <laughs> kind of like a titty. It was the size of like a thick titty, actually, this tip. And uh, it was called a Shanghai, I believe, joint. You ever seen these suckers, man? No. They're freaking enormous. It's like a Cheech and Chong joint. What? Oh, like the one-footer? Oh, it's absolutely the most absurdly ridiculous and hilarious-looking doobie, and everyone was passing it around and just laughing hysterically as they hit this thing, and it's, like, lined with um some sort of super-concentrate oil, you know. No way. It oh, had the gla- a glass tip on the a end? A frosted glass tip <clears throat> that was, like, an inch 
thick. <laughs> Dude, it was fucking what? It, it it was like the most high class joint I've smoked probably in my entire life. It was wild looking. And uh every time it just made its way around, you you'd turn around and someone would be handing it to you and they would look at you and be like, Please get this out of my hand. You know, like, <laughs> I can't take any more hits of this thing. It's just it's totally annihilating me. <laughs> Damn. And that was the whole night. So the whole night with the screening and hanging out and all this stuff, we're uh, just joints and all this shit is flying around and smoke, you know, p- being passed around. And it was almost constantly someone just begging you to take it off them so they could stop smoking. <laughs> How long it. did that thing last? Oh, that the Shanghai doobie was rolling for an hour. It was unbelievable. Wow, it, oh, yeah. that thing. Oh my god, people were begging, literally begging people to just smoke it. Please take it, take it from me and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> It was awesome. And here's the best part. It's amazing. It was, uh, Emma got us there. It was, you know, between, you know, uh, different groups of people. And you had kind of like some C, like a CEO corporate type people in the room, you know? And you yeah. had like dispensary people that were invited to it. And there was a buffet of taco stuff in the. Whoa, whoa, whoa. A stoner party with a taco buffet? Yeah, and you ready for this? This is what the best Frank, part Frank, you might have died and went to heaven, man. That, that That's is... Colorado, folks. Come on out. It's a great place Jesus to live. Christ. And uh, so <laughs> the funniest part, though, is all the corporate office folk were just kind of having drinks and yucking it up. And then the, <laughs> the dispensary freaks were just destroying the taco buffet and just huddled <laughs> around the smoking area and just like r- literally everything was gone. All the vape pens were gone. All the weed was gone. They just like were like ants on a piece of meat that got dropped on the ground. You know what I mean? It just totally destroyed everything. It was hilarious. And you once, could- once one of you touched it, you left a tra- a scent trail. <laughs> All the stoners followed. It was incredible to watch. You could totally see the different dynamics <laughs> at play. <laughs> and this is what I love. What I was telling Emma was, you know, observe the people, like, when you have no money or you live in paycheck to paycheck, you know, like, and you hear, like, oh, there's this event with free weed and free food. You're not eating all day. You are. And you're not smoking any of your stuff. You are waiting to get to that event. <laughs> And then you are smoking everything in sight. You're drinking all the beer and you're eating all the food until you can fill your body with no more. Oh, you're totally right, dude. Those kids didn't eat. Those guys, nobody ate all day waiting for those tacos. The last time they ate was Friday evening. Like they waited yeah. all day to fucking just gorge on that taco taco buffet. So dude. funny. They knew they were gonna get the munchies. They were gonna smoke. Oh yeah, and then they stuffed. We watched some chick reach her hand into this thing that had like a. It was like a hundred you know, packs of papers, you know, rolling papers and with the paper things that you can roll a little filter and all that stuff. And she took maybe uh, maybe 12 or 15 of the packs just in one <laughs> grasp, one <laughs> one maul of her paw just rah, into her pocket. You know, that, that was the whole group. It was really funny to watch. I really enjoyed it all around. But oh, that's uh, amazing. yeah, the dynamic of the rich man, poor man situation there, you know, it's kind of funny how different people take take different advantages of this. That is funny, yeah. (laughs) Those businessmen didn't even want the tacos. No, none of the suits, if you will, even touched the food. Yeah. That's what's funny about it. They're going to like a Michelin star restaurant, you know? No, I'm sure everyone went to the local McDonald's, you know, (laughs) the way back. Oh, you think they wanted the taco? They just had to like... Oh, you gotta look good. You can't eat, right? You gotta... You just smoke the weed. You can't eat at the trough with the pigs, you know? (laughs) That's exactly. You're the farmer. You got to wait till you go sit at the table. That's exactly it, man. (laughs) Weed soirees, though. I've been to a few, and I I always love uh, to... Tell you all about them, Mike, because I know you don't get a lot of weed soirees out there in the Chicago. I'm so jealous, because that was Saturday? Yes, sir. God, I'm so jealous. That was the Saturday evening, Uh yeah. Although to not to not to brag, not to not to be a one upper here. Saturday, I was in between two walls changing out a uh, carrier for a toilet. Whoa! All right, no big deal. No I, big deal. I just went six to midnight there. <laughs> wow! So if you ever been to a school and you see a toilet that's hung on a wall, just know there's like a two foot gap in between the wall and. Uh, 
I was in there changing out the part that holds the toilet up. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Never thought about it being held up by anything. It's not held up by the wall, actually. That was always my assumption. Not the wall at all. There's actually no wall around the bolts. Wow. So that thing is, like, harnessed in there, huh? The wall's actually just, like, holding it back, kind of. So if I'm in a a fist fight with Tom Cruise and Superman, Mm -hmm. and uh, Superman punches me and my head hits the toilet, does the toilet stay? No. You can break a toilet really easily. Toilet breaks. Oh, so the movies are uh, pretty accurate. All right. You You can do it with your feet, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Mission Impossible. They they have that fight scene in the bathroom. It's fantastic. But I've seen a lot of guys who, like, put somebody else's head through those toilets. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You could just kick it and break it off the wall. In real life? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. What do you think is keeping me in business, man? These guys are breaking toilets left and right at these Chicago schools. Oh, yeah. They get into fights, and then the, the toilet happens, the, the breakage. I think they're just doing it for fun. I yeah, don't know. probably. Yeah, you just kind of step on the toilet, break it. Well, it depends on old, the really old toilets. You know, it's harder to break them. But I mean, these still... toilets, are they harnessed in a way that they could support, like, a 400-pound human being sitting upon it? Oh, yeah. I forgot what they're rated for. So, like, the, the carrier behind the wall... Yeah. Is like this it it's like this like uh like behind the wall you just have this like uh cast iron like square with like two legs and it's bolted to the ground and then it's tied into the cast iron pipe, you know? Oh yeah. And then out of that holder just comes four giant bolts. Nice. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you could like break the wall around the toilet and it would still stay. Right on. Well, hey, it sucks, but yeah. Yeah. Well, I base all my knowledge on infrastructure uh, from action movies from the nineties, and I liked it. Yeah. It was a great analogy. Yeah. That was from the nineties. It's more recent, but yeah, yeah. We've seen a lot of movies where you the guy gets punched, head hits the toilet, toilet breaks in half. Right. Very easy to break a toilet, yeah. We break them all the time, not even trying. Oh, really? Yeah. That's poor craftsmanship. Can we get some good toilets up in here? Like, I want to, like, right? a, you know what I'm saying? Give me a good I toilet. Think they, uh, the most of them, I think they come from Mexico. Or, uh, uh, in your opinion, what's the best toilet on the market? Like, what's the most affordable but best quality, you know, strength, good toilet? If I was going to put one in my home, oh yeah. I would go get like the American Standard with the uh Sloan Power Flush. Wow. Yeah. It's yeah. got like so you know how you got like the ceramic tank above the bowl? Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> and usually you take the lid off, you see the water. That's right. So these instead of the water, you see like they put them in a lot of commercial places. If you if you take the lid off, you'll just see a black tank. All right. All right? Yeah. And all it is is, like, inside it, it has an air bladder inside the tank. Sure. So the water pressure coming out the wall fills the tank and squeezes that bladder. <clears throat> right? Excellent. Because you get, like, 50 PSI from the wall. Oh, so it'll yeah. squeeze that, ta- that bladder inside the tank. Mm-hmm. And then when you hit the flush, now you have all that pressure built up. All right. Y- you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a fucking, uh, it's called a pressure assist. That's what it is. Excellent. So you get this like fucking, whoosh, it, you'll never clog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no matter how many Gumbies you try to flush down, right? A Gumby? Yeah. A Gumby might get stuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gumby always gets stuck. That's yeah. too bad. But you could, you could go heavy handed with the TP and probably survive. Oh, I like that. Pressure assist for yeah. sure, dude. As long as it's shit and TP, it won't clog. All right. Well, you heard it here first. What was the name brand of that toilet there, Mike? So you get the American Standard with the uh, pressure assist Sloan. Hey, American L- Standard Sloan, come on. We're looking for sponsors, baby. We're talking sponsors. toilets here. We're promoting. Come on. No, dude, they don't need us. That's what the, you, never, you ever hear them advertising? They don't need it. <laughs> That's how you know they're good. <laughs> they're the only one. Sloan's. They're kind of got a competitor's earn right now, but yeah, 
Well, hey, they don't need to refresh to be fresh like Subway does, right? Maybe Zern. We should get Zern to. Hey, Zern, <laughs> up. They're the slow knockoff. Yeah, man. Official sponsor of the Dude Man podcast. You know. Yeah, we're a knockoff of many podcasts. So. That's right, and we're also taking shits. So, I mean, I think uh, <laughs> match made That's in heaven. I love more than shits, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good, uh, good promotion, Mike. I'm a big fan of that, and uh, you know, hopefully, everyone out there has a good toilet. <clears throat> dude, you remember when uh, we flushed the when uh, we flushed the to- the toothbrushes down the toilet? I think I do remember that. Yeah. You fucking did the magic trick. Yes. That was so fucking funny, man. <laughs> what is you the fucking, magic trick? You told me you were going to make your toilet brush disappear. Mm-hmm. Or that you were going to flush it and then bring it back. Wow. And you flushed it. Or you like pushed me out of the bathroom, though, and then flushed the toilet, and you hid it in the, your, toilet, your toothbrush in the laundry hamper. Wow. Genius. So I couldn't find it when I went in there. But I believed you flushed it. And then you closed the door again and you opened it. You had your toothbrush in your hand. <laughs> Beautiful. And then I flushed my toothbrush down and tried to bring it back. <laughs> and a legend was born. Don't you remember Dad being, uh, made us stand there and watch him pull the toilet? Oh, yeah. Good times. You learn a lot from those kind of experiences. <laughs> Yeah, that was funny. That's a long time ago, man. Yeah, that was a long time ago. It's got to be like my earliest childhood memory. And it involves a toilet. That's beautiful. Plumber was born. <laughs> oh, man. Well, speaking of uh, pieces of shit and pulling shit out of toilets, I don't know if this works at all, but we're going to talk about Alec Baldwin is in the news, Mike. Hey, oh! <laughs> oh, he's the, <laughs> the turd king, dude. That's right, dude. They uh, tried to bury this one, uh, but I was able to dig it out. I couldn't believe this was floating around in the news this weekend, but this turd is suing for what happened. Who is he suing? Mike, come on, man. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you know... Alec Baldwin, the man who shot the woman, is suing who? The woman? I wasn't too far off when I said piece of shit here. Trust me. Uh, (laughs) This guy... (laughs) What the fuck, dude? Shut up and go away. Mike, Alec, he experienced trauma dude shut the fuck up come on bro he can't sleep he has nightmares bro come on man oh yeah alec he's he's distraught man the fuck up (laughs) mike this guy couldn't just walk away he couldn't just let it be right i thought they were gonna make the movie with him what happened to that i thought oj was bad jesus (laughs) christ no 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 I'm not kidding here. This is real. This is happening. Alec Baldwin is suing for what happened. You know, when he shot the person in the face. (laughs) 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 He's suing. Just keep that in mind. Alec Baldwin shot. When he pointed the gun at a woman and pulled the trigger. (laughs) Well, Mike, he has nightmares, and now he must be... (laughs) He must get some retribution for it. I mean, right? I, I've said it from the beginning, day one. I said he shouldn't be found, you know, criminally li- liable or anything. But dude, this is too far. Come on, man. Come yeah, on. Clearly, clearly, I can't this believe is... he's. This is beautiful. We we joked about Alec Baldwin so many times with this shit. This guy, he's so far up his own ass. I can't believe this is happening. But this is uh, this is the reality. All right. Alec Baldwin suing the armor and some crew members from the movie Rust in what attorneys say is an effort to clear his name. ABC's Morgan Norwood has the details. This morning, actor Alec Baldwin filing a lawsuit over last year's fatal shooting on the set of Rust, suing several key crew members, including the film's armorer, Anna Gutierrez-Reed, for giving him the loaded gun that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Baldwin's lawsuit claims Gutierrez-Reed failed to check the bullets or the gun carefully, 
Baldwin speaking with George Stephanopoulos in an exclusive interview. Someone put a live bullet in a gun, a bullet that wasn't even supposed to be on the property. Questions you still remain it. as to how that live ammunition made it onto the set and into the prop gun and whether proper safety precautions were followed by the crew. Hannah Gutierrez reads attorney Jason Bowles telling ABC News his client had no idea where those live rounds came from, responding to Baldwin's lawsuit this morning, saying, quote, Baldwin is solely responsible for the harm that happened. He rejected training and pointed the gun and pulled the trigger without the armorer being present. His arrogance is astounding. It's his fault, period. Earlier this year, Gutierrez Reed filing a lawsuit accusing the Prop House PDQ Arm and Prop LLC of providing the set live rounds instead of dummy rounds. The company also named him Baldwin suit. The owner previously telling ABC News they thoroughly examined their inventory. It's not a possibility that they came from PDQ or from myself personally. Baldwin's lawsuit claims he suffered physically and emotionally from the grief caused by the event. I have dreams about this constantly now. I wake up constantly where guns are going off. <laughs> oh and Alan Baldwin's God, lawsuit was dude. actually a cross complaint because he had been sued by the film's script supervisor, Mamie Mitchell. Her attorney, Gloria Allred, writing to ABC News this morning, calling that cross complaint a shameful attempt at shifting the blame to others. What we also know as for the investigative side, the Santa Fe District attorney is weighing whether to file charges in this case. Yeah. Go away. Just go, dude. Come on, man. I need to take a shower after that news report. Whoa. <laughs> I feel a little filthy. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. You're trying to get money out of this? I got Mike. He's physically and emotionally affected by this. Yeah, you know who else was physically and emotionally affected? <laughs> it's the woman who died. Yeah. And then also the man who had a bullet enter his body that went through that woman. That's right. Yeah. There were several <laughs> victims involved. <laughs> what always gets lost in this is the fact that the person who was murdered here was working on a documentary about um, child sex trafficking. Oh, wow. I totally forgot about that. Everybody does. Yeah. Just like what's her name that had the car accident? Yes. Anne Haish. Yeah. Also working on a documentary about sex slavery and trafficking. It's pretty funny how these people get taken out like that. Hey, look, maybe Alec owed one for the higher ups there, right? Maybe he uh, was called upon to do the bidding. Ooh. Ketchup on the wall. Ketchup on the wall, Mike. <laughs> Top of mind. <laughs> Yeah, that's why I really think that this has something, you know, the more we go down the rabbit hole of life, I am further convinced that it all goes back down to child pedophilia and some sort of <laughs> adrenochrome, you know, suction ceremony where these fucking demons are just, they're doing weird shit to people. And then when you're part of the club, you are called upon to do certain tasks hmm. to remain in the club. To keep fucking the kids? Whatever it is that you need to stay in, you know. Is that what it, I think, what, I don't get why it's like fucking kids, though. It's always like. I the, saw, the, I read this interesting little uh, tidbit in the dark corners of the web. Um, and it was about how, when it comes to the adrenochrome consumption, consumption for these higher ups and these elites, once you do it, you then need it. Right, you're uh, you're then dependent on it for some reason because you, uh, I think your adrenaline or whatever you have in your body becomes depleted, and then you to constantly stay alive, mm. if you will, you have to, you're part of the club, hmm. and maybe in order to stay young forever, you have to do some dirty deeds. Who knows? 
Who so you got to fuck the kid before you kill them? <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> well, yeah, the adrenochrome works with the fear, and if they're scared before they die, and then you get the uh, blood, yeah. it's better quality stuff, and, you know, all that. Yeah, I just feel like with all nonsense. that money and power, like, yeah. Well. Look, I'm not totally uh, convinced on the believability of that, but it does seem like, you know, these occults, these groups, these secret societies seem to have a lot more control than we have previously thought or believed. And the more information that is leaking to the general public about them, the more freaked out they seem to be and react. And these bizarre deaths, right? They're hard to explain. A lot of them. Yeah, but you just forget about them. They're, I mean, absolutely. You definitely you do. Know. And there's a lot of symbolism and numerology behind a lot of the bullshit that we see happening in front of us. And I don't know. Look, I have no idea what the deal is with Alec Baldwin, but and this chick that he killed. But it's pretty kind of scary to think that ultimately they may never be able to trace back to how this bullet got in that gun, right? And so this person was just straight up murdered, and the guy who pulled the trigger is going to be able to claim total ignorance and innocence. And well, the same guy who put that bullet in the gun was the same guy who killed Epstein. It's also the same <laughs> guy who uh, was the only guy that purchased women from Epstein. Oh, Peter Rabbit, the one-armed man. Yeah, yeah we all know that guy. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it, it, so, you know... I. I'm more inclined to go down the route of, I think there's some weird secret society uh, bullshit involved here. Hmm. I think we might have like a bit of an assassination kind of thing that happened. And now Alec is suing? That's Ooh. crazy, dude. The balls on this guy. Yeah. The balls on you to sue? Dude, walk away from it, man. He's got to clear his name. That's what they uh, made... Well, you know, your name is obvious. shit, dude. Your brothers ruined that name a long time ago. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, the reason I find the Alec Baldwin story so fascinating is because it reminds me of a clip that went a bit viral this weekend um, with Kanye. Yay, if you will. Ooh, what's that? And I sent it to you. I don't know if you had a chance to review it. Um, but Kanye's being, <laughs> he, I guess, gets cornered in a car, he's leaving, and he's getting asked some questions, and, uh, well, I, again, I believe what he says in regards to how Hollywood works uh, plays a little bit into my theory with the Alec Baldwin situation here. They can't control you, they can't, they, they, they try to suppress you, but... That's how they try to categorize. They can't control me. You get what I'm saying? They can control Shaq. They can control Charles Barkley. They can control LeBron James. They can control Jay-Z and Beyonce. But they can't control me. You see, it ain't no name I won't name. It's up. You know what I'm saying? And just for Minister Farrakhan, I love you. But the way you read that, I took that as a slight... You know what I'm saying? I don't, I'm taking no disrespect from nobody, so let's get on the phone and let's talk that out. I don't care who you are. I ain't taking no slice from nobody, right? I ain't taking no slice from nobody. It's God. That's the only person that I serve. My mama ain't here. My mama was sacrificed. Sacrificed. You understand? Wow. Michael Jordan. What about him? His daddy, right? Bill Cosby, his Whoa. son, Whoa. right? Dr. Dre, his son, you're out in Hollywood, a lot of people come up missing. Feels like it might be a lot of that in order to control, traumatize. They want to monetize and traumatize. And God love me. You understand? They, they hit me. Gap, Adidas, all that away. Still Forbes, who hate me, right? Had to write net worth 400 million. Jesus is king. God loved me. That's more important than thinking about it. That's the thing. 
You know what I'm saying? It's, and this truth is going to be heard. Y'all can't send none of y'all meat meals, y'all puffies, y'all little boozy, none of these wow. names. None of these people that have to listen to y'all because they're dealing with, they have legal, I never killed nobody, right? Whoa. I'm the pussy that never killed nobody, right? Whoa. But that means I can say whatever I want and not wow. go to jail. Oh, <laughs> yo, Kanye's unleashed, baby. <clears throat> Woo! I've been saying it, dude, the worst thing they could do is go at him like they did because they proved his point. They proved he's telling the truth, right? Yes. That said that the very beginning of this whole thing. This gives you me guys chills. Are proving his point. Do you hear the names he's he dropped in there? Oh, yeah, man. Dude, all those people missing, dude. MJ's dad, that gave me chills, man. That hit home, man. Yeah, he, remember he's... when that happened? And it seemed wrong. It seemed off. A lot of speculation it was gambling related. Well, maybe there's something even deeper. Maybe that's why maybe MJ... He wasn't playing the game. Maybe that's why MJ's MJ. It's crazy. It's crazy to yeah. think about, to hear Kanye essentially be saying what all the conspiracy nut job, tinfoil happy... threw out LeBron. Yeah, I love how he threw out LeBron. Shaq. Shaq, he's a mason. Uh, you know? It's weird stuff. It's weird. And Kanye seems to be um, unleashed, untethered. There's something happening here where he's, he is telling the truth. He lost a billion dollars to tell you this. Think about that. So that should scare everybody. As crazy as he is. He was willing to lose a billion dollars for you to hear this truth. He'll lose it all. And I think it has a lot to do with uh, Kim and the kids. Interesting. What do you mean by that? Like, um, they have control over the kids? I think it was, I mean, if you see, he kind of unraveled during the Pete Davidson thing. And I think it was just... When Ka when Kim and Kanye were together, it was never you never it was never really about the kids, right? Yeah, that's true. But then Kim goes with Pete, and what do you now you start seeing all over their uh, tabloids is pictures with uh, Pete and Kanye's kid, right? Yeah, and it's P Pete's got the tattoo of the kids, and and then this week Jay Farrow comes out and confirms Pete Davidson has a monster dong. That must be huge a, a, annihilating Kanye. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't even think that. Well, it probably, he's that kind of guy that it would bother. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. But I could tell just. But but either way, I think that really. Um, what if know. what if Kanye woke up from whatever trance or hypnosis he was under and realized when did I get married to Kim Kardashian? Oh, good call. Yeah. Maybe the whole Kardashian fiasco was his hip, you know, his time like, under the I MK it, Ultra you know? thing. And then he came to realize I got to get out of this. I'm, I'm trapped. He escaped, but he's now maybe you're onto something in as far as he's being protective or he's worried about his kids. Like, I totally can see that. Uh, I think when you start to see your kids getting involved in like the Hollywood game and shit, that's, you know, that's a whole nother level. Well, yeah, and who knows? I mean, the Kardashians are tied to, like, witchcraft and all sorts of, you know, pooky kooky weirdo shit. You know, they're, they're on the Giselle uh, level, from what Get I understand. Get out of here, for real? Oh, yeah, I hear they're, uh, they're, their family is part of, like, ancient witch people that have been doing witchcraft and demonic shit for centuries. It just shows you no matter how stupid the religion is, follow anything and it'll get you somewhere. That's a, actually a great call. Just be, it's good, to it's have a good a message belief. to the youth. Even if it's demonic, be a part of something. Yeah. Be in a club. <laughs> It'll get you I'll really be a part of a community. <laughs> yeah. You know? You That's need right. community. Yeah. Even if, even if you worship Satan, just find a club and be a part of it, you know? <laughs> Better than being alone. <laughs> when you're alone, that's when you, you know, become a mass shooter. That's right. Don't be an incel. Be a Satanist. Like, come on, You'll kids. find a girl there. <laughs> You'll find a witch. You could grow up to be Pete David Davidson. Who knows, right? Yeah. Never know. Your, your dick's big enough.
<laughs> See, Just every 9-11, send your dad to a historic <laughs> building. <laughs> and pray. I mean, we should be celebrating a guy like Pete Davidson. He's not talented. He's not attractive. He just has a big dong and found fame and fortune. That's That should be the oh, American the, dream. He's the male Pam Anderson. <laughs> we should be celebrating this man. <laughs> yeah, but he's so ugly with that little rat face and the fucking But that's even tattoo. further celebrating. Like, we should be propping him up for all the ugly fellas out there who maybe secretly have the big dong. Like, look, you may have no talent or skill set. You may be hideously ugly, but if you yeah. have a big dong, you could be married to Kim Kardashian. You think you'd be the hero <laughs> of the Italians. Is he Italian? No, that's what I'm saying, though. But, you know, <laughs> ugly with big dicks, Italian all day. <laughs> Italians get no love in this culture. They just get told. Nah, never. Not only were they treated so poorly when they came over here in the early twentieth uh, century, but they, you know, they've been just totally swept under the rug and treated like crap. And now we don't even get Columbus Day anymore. Don't even get Columbus Day. <laughs> get and, and Chris Pratt is Mario. What the fuck is this? Oh yeah. Cultural appropriation? Where's the, where's the outrage, man? Where is the cultural cultural appropriation, dude? Why couldn't we get, you know, uh, Tony Scaramucci to be uh, Mario or... Uh, <laughs> Danny DeVito? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't think of a famous Italian. I came up is with Scaramucci. Italian? The name's Italian. I'll give it to him. <laughs> There's no famous Italians. They've gotten rid of Italians. <laughs> did, did they get rid of all the famous Italians? I can't think of one. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone, he's all we got. <laughs> God, that's embarrassing. We're as bad as Philly. We, that's, it always comes down to Stallone. That's Have it. The Italians become the Philly of the races? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> We're in the gutter. We gotta get out of this. Someone needs to get successful. <laughs> DiMaggio was like 100 years ago, guys. Come on. There's no famous Italians anymore. This is horrendous. Man. Like Pacino is 85 years old. This is terrible. Yeah. He can't be Mario. <laughs> they had to give it to Chris Pratt. That's really funny, the fact that there's no uh, famous Chris Pratt's way too tall to be a Mario. Well, you know, I, I think they vo- it's a voice thing. You know, they're not doing, like, the live action. Uh. Yeah. Which I wish they would do a live action Mario. That would be more fun. I would go out and see that action. Ah, oh, then you gotta hire, gotta hire the dude men for that. That's right. Yeah. Nobody's nobody's been called Mario more in their life than me. Yeah, we are pretty pretty that. much Mario and Luigi now that I think about it. Yeah. I literally am Mario. I'm short. I'm Italian, and I'm a plumber. <laughs> Put red suspenders on me. Throw me in the game. Nobody will know the difference. <laughs> If I don't shave for four hours, I have that mustache. <laughs> I was literally born with that mustache. Oh, man. You could easily do a Chicago version of Mario Brothers and the King Koopa or whatever. That could be uh, Lori Lightfoot. Lori- she already looks the part. <laughs> no makeup, no CGI. It's the cheapest movie already. <laughs> No, Bowser is definitely Pritzker. Oh yeah, for Lori sure. Lori Lightfoot would be the uh, tr- the Troopa King. Yeah, yeah. Uh, King the Cooper. Turtles, you know, something like that. Yeah. I don't know. I love the old um, the one the movie that came out in the '90s with Bob Hoskins and uh, John Leguizamo. Dude, that was so long ago. Nobody talks about that movie. Dennis Hopper, come on, it's classic. I totally forgot about that. Apparently, the movie went through hell with the writing and the production. It was a horrible situation, and the two main characters, uh, in Bob Hoskins and Laguismo, they were both uh, apparently a little sauced during the filming of the movie, which makes it a little more fun <laughs> to watch. I haven't seen it in a long time. I'd like to maybe throw it on. Check it out. It's, a, it's, a, it's an ass classic, if you will. Not a good classic, an ass classic. Dude, nobody is more guilty of cultural appropriation than that John Leguizamo guy. What's his name? John uh, Leguizamo. Leguizamo? Yeah. 
That guy's played so many Italians. Span- he's played everything. You're right. He's a lucky fella. He gets to cover uh, the gambit of, you know, foreign. All Latino. All, like, <laughs> European. Spanish-ish Latino. roles, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. You know, ABC needs to have a show called Italian-ish, and it could star John Leguizmo and a bunch of people who aren't Italian but play Italians. Right? It's kind of what we do in this society. It's amazing. We talk about cultural appropriation and everyone who gets fucked over by all this stuff. But meanwhile, we got Chris Pratt and John Leguizmo playing Italians left and right. No action. I can't, I can't name you one modern, young Italian famous actor. Not one. Uh, there's got to be one. We're struggling. We're struggling over the here. The problem now. is all the actors are gay. There's not a lot of gay Italians. You know? That's a great call, actually. And hey... It says something for the Italians. Oh, hey, that's right. Oh, our dicks are too good to give to keep from the ladies, you know. <laughs> oh man, we're also part Polish, but we can't talk about it because we helped bomb the Nord Stream two, which no one wants to talk about anymore. So, uh, you know, we hide that from the public. <laughs> <laughs> What happened to nuclear war? No one's talking about nuclear war, Mike. It's unbelievable. So yeah, dude, here you type into Google most famous Italian actors in Hollywood today. Do you, are you ready for this list? It's got to include Al Pacino and Robert De Niro, I imagine. Bro, nobody under, I think, 80 is on this list. Yeah, we've eliminated you, Italians from our culture. Dude, you have Danny DeVito's number one. No way, you were right, dude. I was literally called it, right? <laughs> Number two is John Tutoro. Wow. Number three, Steve Buscemi. Jeez. Can we get someone under the age of 50? (laughs) Number four is Vincent Gallo. Gallo? Gallo, I don't even know who the fuck that is. (laughs) I really don't know who that is. Number five is Al Pacino. Al Pacino. Everybody on this list is about to die. There's about to be no Italian (laughs) actors. I'm sure they're all vaccinated, so they got two years left, man. We're going to be out of Italians. Oh, real close. Real (laughs) close. Then there's Stanley Tucci. Of course. I don't even know who that is. I know the name, but I don't know who that is. I can't picture him. Tucci's in everything. Uh, He's on CNN now, apparently, doing shows about Italy because he's the only Italian person that's famous. (laughs) Really? Is he? Yeah. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. You'd recognize him. He was in Transformers and all the. He's been everywhere, yeah. yeah. I'll look him up. All right. You got uh, Robert De Niro's on the list. I knew it. See, I already called half the list. Who's after Robert De Niro? You called it. Sylvester Stallone. Stallone. (laughs) (laughs) That's my Stallone. And then you got, uh, oh, Gary Sinise. Sinise? Sinise, yeah. That's uh, the Apollo 13 guy, right? (laughs) But you ain't got no legs, Captain Dan. Or what is it? (laughs) (laughs) Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. That's it. Thought I'd find my sea leg. <laughs> you ain't got no legs, Captain Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant Dan. Lieutenant. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. Right, you're right. He was Lieutenant Dan. That's so funny. Great actor. <laughs> I didn't know he's Italian. Yeah, we'll claim that one. I'll take Sinise on our team. Yeah, man. All right. Good they deal. tossed in the uh, the females. You have Anne Bancroft. I don't know who the fuck that See, is. See, it's going to be her and then a bunch of porn stars. I already know it. This is terrible. Well, you called it because next is Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I am psycho. It's true. <laughs> and then... uh if I want to see any more, I got to pay for it. So that's all you're going to get on the Dude Man Radio. Oh, it's just Madonna then. That's what makes sense. Yeah, all right. That's okay. where we're ending it with wow. the prostitutes. All right. I love it. That is fantastic. No famous Italians. We figured it out. That's good. What's about, what about, uh, what's her name? Marissa Tomei. What is she? I'll give it to Italians. I like it. Probably she, not. No, she's but... Probably like a sp- Spaniard or something, right? I think if, uh, yeah, I don't know. This, this is uh, amazing. No young famous Italians, dude. Nobody on that list is 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 like legitimately In, nobody on there is under sixty. Unless cra- that Vincent Gallo, which dude, I never heard of. The seventies and eighties, a lot of Italian actors on the scene, man. And now oh, we none. It's crazy to think about that. You know what it was? Is before Twenty Three and Me, 
we could play off the big nose as us being Jewish. But now... True. You can't fool these guys in Hollywood anymore. This is delicate subject matter, Mike. This is a topic that only one Dave Chappelle could cover. Dude, did you... Did you watch SNL on Saturday night, sir? Dude, 15-minute monologue? Fantastic. I It was tough for me to clip, but it, it might be... This may go down as one of our longest clips, but I... Uh, and I did not... It's, it's very short. Uh, it's not Let's the 15 minutes. But uh, I... Did you watch... SNL, the entirety of the episode. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just watched the monologue. It, I encourage everyone to check out Saturday's SNL with Dave Chappelle and uh, Blackstar, which was the guest. The musical guest was incredible. I really enjoyed it. It was the first time I saw actual like rap on SNL. Dude. Really? <laughs> yeah, man. It was really great stuff. Uh, Black Star is an old school uh, hip hop duo, uh, really tight dudes with Dave Chappelle. Uh, but this SNL, man, it was Dave Chappelle's show. It was the Chappelle show. That's literally how he did everything. And all this, their skits with Dave Chappelle minus one, I would say, uh, which I found interesting because it ended where they mentioned the word they describing a she which I, <laughs> I find fascinating. Uh, but Dave, the whole show was structured and aired as if you were watching a classic Chappelle show. Hmm. Yeah, probably, they needed viewers. They need viewers. Man, this was the one to do it, dude. And it was fucking really funny. Dave Chappelle is ma- a master. He's gold. He's, he's a genius. He's yeah. really, truly uh, brilliant. You could have a shitty show... You bring him on, it makes it good. So, I'm interested to hear how you perceive what Dave says in this monologue. I clipped the parts that were more centered towards the Kanye situation. (laughs) Yeah. Because Dave does a brilliant uh, method of kind of playing around um, talking about Jesus. He towed the line while making it very obvious that he was towing the line because the people that Kanye was talking about are actually doing what you think they're doing. Yes, exactly. It's brilliant. He made he he did a Dave Chappelle where he like I'm not gonna say it, but it's you know. Yes, it's obvious. <laughs> this is a fun one. Pack one up. This is gonna be a good ride. <laughs> Hit the bulls. I denounce anti-Semitism in all its forms, <laughs> and I stand with my friends in the Jewish community. And that, Kanye, is how you buy yourself some time. Oh my God, I'm so glad you clipped it. Stop right there. Yeah, absolutely. So glad you clipped that part, dude. Yeah. The fact that he said that's how you buy time, I think you're going to see something from him. Yeah. I think he's going to start pushing back. He chose those. He chose every word in this monologue very carefully. So carefully, and dude, that's exactly what. Oh my god, that was exactly what I thought when I watched it. Yes. Like halfway through, because he even had jokes in there that perfectly landed. It was like, dude, this guy practiced this. This was well. I don't even think the audience knew what they were laughing at a, a few times. Right, dude, this guy. This was a a master at work. Master class. Right? Yes, this is brilliance in action. It really is. Yeah. Uh, huge, uh, genius. Uh, yes, dude. it's genius. Yeah. This is an example of a guy who could probably never pass a class in school, but he's <laughs> a fucking just genius of manipulating a, uh, an audience, you know? And using the language that is the weapon for one side and reversing it and using it as your own weapon. Right. The tongue is mightier than the sword, you know? He, he's, I really, Dave Chappelle's a brilliant man. I really love what he yeah. does here. Yeah. 
<laughs> I got to tell you guys, I've probably been doing this uh, 35 years now. And early in my career, I learned that there are two words in the English language that you should never say together in sequence. And those words are the and juice. <laughs> I've never heard someone do good after they said that. <laughs> a year ago, I'd seen him on a podcast called Drink Champs. Talking about a Kanye. Great here. show. Uh, and, and it was it was an amazing appearance. Uh, Noriega and them were there, the rappers that I love, and they all had their gold chains and stuff on. And uh, Kanye said, only millionaires wear chains. They said, what? He said, I'm a billionaire. Billionaires don't wear their money on their body. I took my chain and I said, oh, snap. <laughs> it was a good appearance. It was fun and funny. But when he woke up, he went on Drink Champs again. This time, he was on one. He was mad about something. He said when he woke up. Did you catch that phrase? Yes. When he woke up. When he woke up. Interesting wordage. He's That's what I'm saying, dude. He's coming out with something. Yeah, so. oh, Chappelle's I telling the truth. It, dude. He's defending, he's, in this whole monologue, he defends he's, Kanye. He's on SNL, so he can't say too much. Absolutely. It, it, it's like a prelude, you know? Yes, no, it's, ugh, it's beautiful. Anti-Semitic things. And Adidas can't drop me. Now what? Adidas dropped that nigga immediately. <laughs> Uh, Dave gets me. <laughs> Did you catch what he said right there? He said Adidas was even founded by Nazis. Who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, that was too extreme. People can't handle that truth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hold on, dude. Stop right there. Stop right there. Nobody understands Adidas and Pumba were two Nazi brothers. Yeah, it's true. They were two Nazi brothers. Yeah. I mean, we can't talk about that and how the Bushes were Nazis. Come on, man. Not a lot to talk about that. It's forgotten history. (laughs) George Bush is a hero. (laughs) Frank, this close to Veterans Day? How dare you? You're right. I'm a bigot or something. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, that's okay. Now in America. Yeah, we don't celebrate Veterans Day anymore. Mike, yeah, come you, on. you can shit on him all you want. Get Just with don't the shit times. on the trans. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh man. All right. Uh, so funny. Dave Chappelle. No, you're you're right though, man. The way he's like wording everything. Uh, I really love it. He's very specific about the words he's using. It's a past yeah. teacher. <laughs> it's a big deal. The Brooklyn show business rules. Is this a rule? You know, the rules of perception. If, if they're black, then it's a gang. If they're Italian, it's a mob. But if they're Jewish, it's a coincidence, and you should never speak about it. <laughs> hey, Mike, did you see who he brought in? Italians, bro. The Italians. Dude, hey, he used I his, love you, his three examples there. Blacks, Italians, Jews. Yes, finally, yes. a little representation there, man. A little, a little recognition that we get shit on. Yes. All the time. I'm serious about this. The Italians, the for some inexplicable reason, get totally shit on by the American culture, and they have been historically, but no one wants to talk about it. Nobody talks about it. And actually, and the funniest part is even the Italians don't even really care. We laugh it off. No, because we got you thick know? skin and big dicks, and we don't play victim card, we baby. <laughs> yeah, you could, We're not pussies. We know your wife wants to fuck us. You can have the joke. You can have the joke. I'd rather have the big j- I'd rather have the big dick and be the butt of the joke. You know? <laughs> so funny to me. I love how he used Italians. I knew you would love that part, Mike. That loved that it. Uh, you know. I, oh, I loved it. Uh, this is a Dave Chappelle again. Oh man. He grouped us in with the blacks. Yeah, we get shit on by the Jews too. <laughs> Dude, it's so funny. There's no fucking actors in Hollywood. <laughs> Where's my representation? <laughs> That's right. You know? <laughs> yeah, man. 
We should have JT going out there to do some Italian-themed songs. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Who's JT? Oh, Justin Timberlake. Yeah, that's right. He always gets busted for appropriation. So I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> slide of the Italians. He could do uh, like yeah. a, uh, you know, like a Frank Sinatra cover album. I know you call him JT, man. I know you were a 17-year-old girl. Hey, Jesus Mike. Christ. Hey, I mean, we all know I have my... Uh, gender issues over here so did you, you win know. that beauty pageant or what's going on? <laughs> unfortunately i lost to the fat asian dude uh was it, was, it, was it the red dress that did it <laughs> yeah you know i wore the black it didn't work with my curves as well as i thought it would and no you uh, need the red so that the light can you know the curvature of the bulge yeah the bulge is i you know i went tucked that was the problem i didn't uh, know it was an untucked event <laughs> told you those judges love dick well, you know, I read the invitation wrong. I thought it was a tugged event. <laughs> Instead of black tie, I thought it said black tucked. <laughs> so I wore the black dress with the tucked dick. That's what I assumed. I'm trying to be a gentleman here. <laughs> this is a BDT event? A big dick tuck event? Is this a big dick tuck event? No? Okay, just want to make sure. <laughs> I just want to make sure I brought the right underwear. <laughs> Excuse me, I didn't uh, specify on the invitation whether I should be tucked or not. Uh, do you have any duct tape I can borrow? A woman always wants to look her best. Stop to the door. Like, Excuse me, sir. Uh, this event is a tucked event. Oh, oh, sorry. Am I hanging? Uh. <laughs> you got any tape over there? <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> Excuse me, sir. It seems you have come undone. Might I suggest gorilla tape? Much better than the duct tape. <laughs> As you know, this is a tu- a tucked event. <laughs> we are in California. <laughs> He's got the little silver dish with some tape on it. You know, the towel over his wrist. You know, there you go. Oh, this is incredible. <laughs> tucked. All right. We'll go back to Dave Chappelle. <laughs> A man who never talks. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> Alright, here we go. Kai ain't got in so much trouble, Kyrie got in trouble. <laughs> I'm not sure if I cut it or not. I can't remember how I clipped this, but uh, he does <coughs> explain how Kyrie literally just posted a cl- like a link to a cl- he didn't to a movie that's on Amazon. Yeah, he didn't he didn't say anything. He just posted a link and he just got destroyed for it. So destroyed, killed. Oh, love, that's so yeah, good, that's, dude. That's perfect. <laughs> Nobody when I tell these jokes, you ignore me. My first Netflix special. What did I say? I said, I don't want to sneak a deal because the minute I say something that makes those people mad, they're going to take my sneakers away. And the whole crowd's like, ha, 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 ha. Well, now you see Kanye walking around L.A. barefoot with his chain out. <laughs> Dude, that is one of the best callbacks yes. ever. Beautiful. That's what I mean by he wrote this Scott out as a, a comedy billion bit. and yes. a half dollars in a day. A billion and a half dollars in a day. I saw that. I said, put your chain on, nigga. Welcome back. Wow. <laughs> I am like, I. It, it's an incredible monologue. I encourage everyone to go check it out, but I just really love where he, uh, he kind of brings it around to the chain on the neck, and it's really, it's powerful. It's a powerful fucking It's a speech. very powerful message. Yeah. 
And right. yeah, well, again, like I've been. Kanye, you got kicked out of the club. Why? Right? Because it's... you talked about the. You said the two words you can't say, and it's the Jew.